Welcome to Walker Ministries, where we believe in the one new man in Yeshua, Jew and Gentile. Glory to God. Good to see everybody. Good to see. I hopefully we'll see everybody back soon. Not sure exactly the date, but hopefully we'll, we'll you're doing what you're supposed to do so we can hurry, hurry up and get back in here. It all depends on you. All right. I hope, Carl, I hope uh, Minister uh, Elder got that on cue when I said it all depends on you. All right, you folks, zoom in real close, tight to me. All right. Anyway, supposed to be good stuff. All right. Good to see everybody. Good to see everybody streaming. Go ahead, click, share, post, get somebody on, share it today. Uh, share all the stuff that we do. Last week was on, won't it, y'all? Come on. Amen. Glory to God. It was really good. It was really good. She'll be back hopefully again soon. All right, aim two. Put a shameless plug in for AIM 2. If you haven't signed up for AIM 2, please sign up. It don't have to just be at the ministry. Tell a friend, somebody that you know that needs some help. Get them to AIM 2. Amen? All right. Glory to God. What are you doing? <laughs> well, anyway, man, we want to start off. Um, we want to start off today. What, what we used to do when we were in the ministry and... Uh, we just start off with the love chapter. Uh, we're going to do it, you know, maybe uh, a little faster read this time if we do it. Um, so really want us to uh, settle down. You should have your Bibles. You should have your, your however you're going to do it, your pad, your Bibles. Uh, you should have that ready to go. Follow along. I know it's going to be up on the screen, too, but it's nothing like seeing your own word right in front of you. Amen. So, Minister, would you read 1 Corinthians 13, our love chapter? Yes, sir. We're reading 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'll be reading in the Amplified Bible. And the scripture so reads. If I can speak in the tongues of men and even of angels, but have not love, that reasoning, intentional, spiritual devotion such as is inspired by God's love for and in us, I am only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, and understand all the secret truths and mysteries, and possess all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, God's love in me, I am nothing a useless nobody. Even if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food, and if I surrender my body to be burned or in order that I may glory but have not love, God's love in me, I gain nothing. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it, 
It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. As for prophecy, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. It will lose its value and be superseded by truth. For our knowledge is fragmentary, incomplete, and imperfect. And our prophecy, our teaching, is fragmentary, incomplete, and imperfect. But when the complete and perfect, the total comes, the incomplete and imperfect will vanish away, become antiquated, void, and superseded. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Now that I have become a man, I am done with childish ways and have put them aside. For now, we are looking in a mirror that gives only a dim, blurred reflection of reality, as in a riddle or enigma. But then, when perfection comes, we shall see in reality and face to face. Now I know in part, imperfectly, but then I shall know and understand fully and clearly, even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. And so faith, hope, love abide. Faith, conviction and belief respecting man's relation to God and divine things. Hope, joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation and love, true affection for God and man, growing out of God's love for and in us. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Wow. Excellent, excellent. Y'all can be clapping and shaking hands and all that right now, sending presents to each other for that word right there. It was really good. Every time you hear that love chapter, what happens to your spirit? What happens? What happens when you hear that? It said, <clears throat> every time we read this, it's always a scripture or a verse or a word that jumps out. New illumination to it. Never heard it before, but you heard it again. I'm telling you, when you hear love, never fails. So you don't have to be a failure. You don't have to be you, you don't have to be a failure in anything. Love never fails. I mean, look, I told you, if something is broken, something's not working, something ain't whatever, put love on it and it will grow. And it will, it will, it won't fail. How come we can't get this? Love, the love chapter, and I've been talking about, we talk about uh, patterns to, to the presence of God. This is, the love chapter is the greatest pattern ever given to man. The love chapter is the greatest pattern 
that was given to humanity. If you follow that, I mean, his love is what's going to, listen, is what's going to bring on uh, the Antichrist. No, we can't even get this. His love for this world is going to bring Armageddon. And God so loved the world. See, the world is never going to end. The age will end, but the world will not end. No, 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 no. It's the end of the age, but not the end of the world. Oh, my goodness. So God so loved. I mean, just think about that. What is a pattern? A pattern is a guide. It's like the groove cut in life. If you just align yourself to it and follow it, you have no problem. You know how you put a marble in the groove? It, it won't go outside of that groove. It won't go outside. It'll stay right there, whatever obstacle it has. And that's how your life should be. Love never fails. I, teacher, I know we hear it, but we ain't heard it. Love Never. There's no law against love. I don't care what you do. I don't care what kind of enemy you have. Love never fails. Mm-mm-mm. I just want to talk about that for a second. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Mm-mm-mm. It's the greatest gift given to mankind or humanity. Oh, the love chapter. We, 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 we only on the surface of love. It's, it's hard for our minds to even comprehend this verse. And that verse is expressing God, love for man. And we still can't get it. We still treat each other bad. We believe that we still hold stuff in our heart. How much Holy Spirit is in you because he brings conviction. Well, when conviction comes, what is the option? Be convicted or not. Choice. Holy Spirit always brings the option of choice. Choose this day who you will serve. How much Holy Spirit? Do we really have Holy Spirit? I need to, teacher, I need to know. Can you give me some feedback? Do we have Holy Spirit? Because he is the governor of your life. He governs your life if you have surrendered to him. Oh, my goodness. We don't have to talk about death all the time. But it, oh, what is hindering us? What, what's going on? With the believer at this time, where is, can I find three Christians? Can I find three Christians who actually are holding on to the word of God? What, what, what is going on with this age? We have to be very careful. The Bible history does not exist outside of the word of God. So they, they got their, they got their king. They've got their king. The world 
has spoken. He has their king. Mm. Let's see next hundred days how we'll be how we'll be functioning because they're going to be some restrictions. There are going to be some things that's going to be happening to our world that you have not been privy to. I'm going to tell you this, though. Please stock up. Please stock up and get you some food. <laughs> Please stock up and get you some water. I could go, I could open up this whole plethora of things right now where I'm going, but you you asked for the king, so you got him. So where's the church now? Are we ready? <laughs> Is your light ready to be shining in this dark world? Because Wherever the darkness is, light cast out. Cast it out. Mm, Jesus, my God. Oh, what's going on? Teacher, what's going on with our minds? What's happening with our minds? You got people, you know, waking up, killing family members. I mean, this ain't even, this is the tentative shutdown. This ain't the real thing. This ain't martial law yet. Okay, I'm like, what's going on, Pastor? Preach the word. I am preaching the word in season. This is the problem. We, we have a struggle with sound doctrine. We, we're not even sure what sound doctrine is. There's been such a blending of the false gods in the house of God. Oh, okay, so y'all won't think I'm just saying this. Let, let me show you something here, just real quick. Minister, go to 1 Kings. That's not the message yet. This is something we got to. I don't know. I just feel as a pastor, and, and if I'm leading you, I, I need to, you need to know the environment that you are in. You need to know what's happening. Okay. My goodness. Put some love on it. Minister, go to 1 Kings. 11 and and start at verse 1. Let's look at something, right? Let's look at something, what's going on here. If you want to know what's happening, go to Old Testament. You'll see it plain and simple. Okay. This is 1 Kings chapter 11 at verse 1. But King Solomon defiantly loved many foreign women, the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites. Mm. They were of the very nations of whom the Lord said to the Israelites, you shall not mingle with them, neither shall they mingle with you, for surely they will turn away your hearts after their gods. Mm. Yet Solomon clung to these in love. Mm. At verse 3. He had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines. And his wives turned away his heart from God. Mm. Verse 4. But when Solomon was old, his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not perfect, complete, and whole with the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. 
For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and after Milcom, the abominable idol of the Ammonites. Verse 6. Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord, and went not fully after the Lord, as David his father did. Verse 7. Then Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the abominable idol of Moab, on the hill opposite Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abominable idol of the Ammonites. Mm. Verse 8. And he did so for all of his foreign wives who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. Mm. And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods, mm. but he did not do what the Lord commanded. All right. That whole, those verses, we went all the way to what, 10? Is us today. This is a type and shadow of us today, the world that we live in. Hmm. What did he not follow? He did not follow the pattern of his father. He did not follow the pattern of the covenant. This, this is so important to really understand this. Why did God say what he said? Why, what happened here? What happened? What happened? Wait a minute. He had 700 wives. 300 concubines. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Let's watch this. Real quick, hold that right there. Real quick, minister. Flip over to Deuteronomy 17. 17, 17. Let's see if he's obeying God. Deuteronomy chapter 17 at verse 17. The scripture reads, And he shall not multiply wives to himself. Mm. That his mind and heart turn not away. Neither shall he greatly multiply to himself silver and gold. All right. Hold on. I, I love this. Oh, in, in like in the NLT, it said, okay, okay, teacher, you're right. The king must not take many wives for himself. He's, this is what he said. God knew what would happen. Are we missing something here? We, we're missing something here. And this... 700, listen, oh my God. Uh, there, it's a thousand. But I'm going to show you something here. For though, it said, for when Solomon was old, his wives turned away his heart. After, listen, turned his heart after of the gods. And his heart was not perfect, complete, and whole. With the Lord, his God as was the heart of his father, David, pattern. Follow. When you don't 
follow the pattern, this is what you expose yourself to. And I'm trying to get us to do this. It's not hard. It is really not hard. Now watch. He laid it out all the way. Now hold on. Here we go. Verse 5. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians. Well, what, hold on a second. That's, that's, if these names are in here, it's for a reason. Not only are these uh, gods, but they're spirits. And spirits do not die. See, we won't identify what's really happening to your home, what's really happening in your nation. All right. So you got to look at this. This is, look, Astera is the goddess of love and fertility. She is the Phoenician counterpart to Ishtar and Esther, where you get Easter from. Don't turn away, body of Christ, to these other gods. Easter. Y'all know that's coming up, right? See, nobody, nobody wants to really put it together. Because you have turned from God. So when you turn from God, these are what these fest. See, y'all don't understand. All back in the day, with all of this worship, they didn't have what y'all got the internet. They didn't have television. What they had was live festivals all the time. Fertility festivals all the time. Just like you watch porn. Ain't nothing changed. See, but our mindsets are, we're blinded by the spirits of what's really happening to our world. What's really, I'm more concerned, we're <laughs> about the world, but God got that. I'm concerned with you, the body of Christ. <sighs> then you had, if you read down, and it has Milcom. The abominable idol of the Amorites. Any of these Amorites and Moabites and all these, these are, watch this, you'd be scared to hear this. These are part of Nephilim tribes. That he told you don't mingle with. See, but this is what the church is doing with these spirits. All right, we have fallen from the pattern of the presence of God. I had to go here. So let's talk about Milcom. Milcom is also Moloch. See, in, most, in the ancient days, most of the gods had counterparts, male and female, androgynous. They had both parts, see? This is why when the Hebrew root movement, see, this is why you hear, and yes, right, the Hebrew root movement, you'll hear they describe the Holy Spirit as a she, a female, counterpart to God. See, this is what, how we're so blinded, and you try to teach this, you try to bring this to people, they don't want to hear it. Paul told you, as soon as I leave, they're going to come in like raven wolves. Who? Spirits. What's happening to this country? These pe it's not people. 
It's not Nancy Pelosi. It's not Donald Trump. It's not Joe Biden. It's, listen, it's not Carmella. It's with a spirit that are over, that are ruling. See, nobody want to talk about this for real. You know we get flagged soon. I mention their name. <clears throat> so what's happening? What's happening to the church today? Milcom, which is a Canaanite deity, which is associated, watch this, with child sacrifice. You know, today you hear this human trafficking. See, it... it which is associated with children's sacrifice. It's not, it, it hasn't went anywhere. It's still going on. Innocent blood is still required. How can, this is how can a, a, a Christian actually be Against life. How can it be? It would have to be a spirit. This is the spirit that you still see operating today. It's just changed the entomology of the word now to abortion, pro-choice. I mean, a woman's right. But it's still the same spirit. Saturn, Jupiter, I mean, same God. Mars, they're all the same God, just depending on which culture. But it's the same God. It's the same worship. The church is blind, y'all. We got we to gotta, we gotta wake up for real. Stop making it a, a, a slang and, you know, it's, it's what's trending. But you need to say it. It's really you need to wake up. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Then the other one, I, I'm not sure, man, so we, I thought it was Chamos. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. The other God. Matter of fact, verse 7, read verse 7. Because I did my pronunciation on it. Verse 7. Then Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the abominable idol of Moab. Okay, we can go with Hamosh. Now, hold on. Hamosh was the national deity of the Moabites, whose names, actually, his name really meant destroyer. Watch this. Subduer. Subduer. Mm -hmm. Or even recognized as the fish god. Dagon in Mesopotamia. You know. See, this is the thing, y'all. I just need us to know that these spirits, these still, these, these sacrifices, these offerings is still happening. It hasn't went anywhere. And we need to be able, good God Almighty, we need to be able to see this. And this is what Paul was saying, that we, our battles not with flesh and blood, but what it wickedness, where? 
in the heavenlies. Dominion powers. Rulers of wickedness. We're fighting the wrong person. We're fighting the wrong person. Listen. It said, where did we get that part at about his mind? They did. What did the women do? Where's that part at, minister? Didn't they say something? About their mind. About his mind. Okay, here we go. So they turned his heart. These women turned his heart. God said, if you have all of these wives, they're going to turn your heart from me. So it took a thousand women to fortify Solomon's mind. Oh, y'all ain't getting it. That was the stronghold of his mind. I told you, I told you a stronghold is what? Spirits, right? That are occupying on the outpost of your mind. That's causing your mindset to be fortified. So type and shadow. So this is what these Women, these are what the spirits that these women were doing. They were fortifying his mind. That was his, that was the battleground. It took that many women to keep him there. Y'all don't understand the struggle. And he said that he loved them. He said he was, he loved them. Who you love, you're going to what? Follow. If you really love, you'll, you'll turn down all what you believe and follow that person. See, this is the thing. He said that, that it, the believer, if you do this, you're going to turn believers away. If you follow these other gods, you're going to turn away. It, listen, you know your God, but you didn't turn them to you. They turned you. This is why he said, don't, when you go into the land, don't even inquire how they worship their gods. Because I know your propensity, I know your propensities, listen, to follow. This is incredible. This is not even, the, it is, but it isn't. But I'm just trying to get us to understand where we are right now. So when you see the spirit, we don't know spiritual warfare. We don't know spiritual warfare. That's what's happening with the world right now. This is a this is a battle of two kingdoms. Then we don't even know what the kingdom of heaven is or the kingdom of God is. We don't know the boundaries of which one is what. My help us on that. I just need us to know. See how the church has been so indoctrinated? So we, we have, listen, they're not other wives that, that we all marry. We're now, you know, um, 
polygamous, but what we have allowed is those spirits into the mindset of the believer. We have allowed that to fortify our minds. How dare you tell me I don't love Jesus because I don't have a Christmas tree up. That is a spirit right there. See, but nobody want to go there. No, see, our faith teacher is going to be shaken real soon of the things that are going to come to this earth. See, you do. You have to really know your God in this season that's coming. But we have all of these traditions. All of, look at look at this. This is David's son who built the temple of God. Solomon's temple. I, I just need us to oh, this is scary. I'm going to get in there. This is scary, teacher. This is scary when the church is so blind. These little things coming up. It's going to be easy. Resurrection Sunday. And, and, and we've, we've left the feast. Those are his patterns. See how we just pushing them aside? So when you push God aside, you open the room for other gods. And this is what the church has done. This is what even Catholicism has done. It's a shame. We don't know our history, first of all, either. You need to know your history. Why would God put this in here about these other gods? Mm. So we will keep the pattern. Adam didn't keep the pattern. Look what happened. Mm, mm, mm. Did, he, did he fail? Obviously he failed. Look at us. That is a no-brainer. Great fall. Wow, y'all. Mm -mm -mm. The patterns of his presence. We talked last week about a couple of different things. Um, we talked about the glory and how uh, there are certain things. We, we talked about... Uh, uh, Bessalia, uh, who God gave the pattern for the tabernacle, Bessalia, and how he didn't have any of that type of knowledge, but God imparted it into him. Amen. And he followed it to the T. You know, you know, even even Solomon didn't follow it to the T when he even talked about the wood that was supposed to be or the gold that was on the wall. And he he went a, a cheaper route. <laughs> And overlaid it. It didn't follow the actual pattern. See, God has a reason why he does what he does. My goodness. And we're going to get to there today. I talked about three things I said uh, last week. There are three dimensions of God's presence, right? right? And I said that one was omnipresent, the ability to be everywhere at the same time, right? The, the psalmist said, where uh, can I hide from your presence? Uh, if I make my bed in Hades, he said, your place, he, the place of the day, he said, you'll be there too. So. That is, um, that was number one. Number two was uh, the dimension of his presence is what I like to call the Emmanuel dimension, I said, right? Just, just a quick review, which uh, the Bible says that where two or three have gathered, there I am in the midst of them, right? There he goes right there. 
that's another dimension of him, the third dimension of his presence, is what is called the glory. Remember I said the glory uh, of God is a realm. Uh, God, and I said it's just where his kabod is, right? That's where his, which means his weight, his splendor, uh, his honor is. And then I told y'all that it's not the Shekinah. I told you where the Shekinah came from. I told you it's Jewish and from Judaism. Um, it's from like uh, the Talmud or um, which is the oral law or the Zohar, those type of words. And they describing certain things and they're describing the Shekinah, which has a feminine aspect of it, which why the Hebrew root people use that. Amen. All right. Glory to God. <laughs> and I just said we got to be careful when you ascribe words to God. Be careful how you ascribe words to God. All right. And it, ignorance is the thing that just gets us. OK. Glory to God. <laughs> All right. And um, um, I said the third one, the glory of don't just um, you don't just get it by default. I said it is a reward for, for insisting that the patterns are kept. The glory of God is just it's, you don't just get it by default. You have to keep his patterns. Amen. Mm -hmm. All right. So let me see if we can get started on here. That's just a little quick review. Uh, so you can know what degree you are keeping his patterns by seeking the dimension and fortunes of glory. That is upon your ministry or your life. You can see where you're at. There's a certain amount of glory. That's on you. And in matter of fact, the woman in itself, the Bible says that she is the glory of the man. <laughs> That's what it just what is. See, mm, we don't even get that. She is the glory of the you're the glory of the man. Yeah, you hear that. But do you have revelation of that? What exactly is that? That you are the glory of the man. I guess the glory has departed. I don't know. <laughs> it's departed from my house. The glory is not there. It's, it's a deep thing, y'all. It's a deep thing. The glory of God has a size that will not change until your alignment creates that shape. The glory of God has a size that will not change until you align or your alignment creates that shape. Okay. Uh, how expandable are you? Where are you at right now? That is the limitation of your capacity to house the glory. Now listen, the glory of God has a size that will not change until your alignment creates that shape. The glory cannot rest on you. Your assignment is to sacrifice or have the sacrifice of death and alignment that assumes more than the it assumes more than a posture that will make God watch this feel at home, whether he's in you or he is on his throne. There should be no difference. Oh, my God. Y'all didn't get that. Hold on. Hold on. Can I take it? Can I say it again? All right. I said, the glory of God has a size that will not change until your alignment creates that shape. You have to align yourself. The glory cannot rest on you. Your assignment is to the sacrifice of death and alignment. Hmm, hmm, hmm. 
That assumes more than a posture that will make God feel at home, whether he's in you or on his throne. There should be no difference. You just got to, you just got to meditate this for a second, that, that teaching. That you're telling me that God, no in this body, because I'm the temple of what? The Holy Spirit. So if I'm aligned with him, there should be, he shouldn't feel any difference resting here than on his throne. This is what I'm trying to get us to see. If you're following the pattern, the tabernacle was there for what? So he could dwell with his people. It's a type and shadow. Every piece that was in that tabernacle is within you and your organs. All the furnishings that were in the tabernacle are within you right now. See, we just, oh, we're the, we, we the Holy Spirit. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. We have no understanding. He shouldn't feel any different, teacher. He shouldn't feel any different. He should feel at home in both places. Can y'all grasp that? Just for a moment. See, this is why you don't really know who you are. I am. Paul said, no, you're not. That you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, of the Ruach HaKodesh. You are the temple now. His glory, his presence is now within you. Now I can understand I can do all things. Through Christ who strengthened me. I can do. Oh my goodness. Okay. I hope y'all get an understanding of uh, that you are a temple. Mm. Which houses the glory, the splendor, the weightiness of God. That means I got to handle you delicately. Oh my God. The scripture says, <laughs> now... Arise, O God, and come, not to the temple, listen, not to the temple, listen, to your resting place. This is what he's saying. Now, don't come to your temple, the temple said, arise now. Not coming to your temple, but to your resting place. This is place is intended for you to remain. Oh, my goodness. This is why I always say what? Stay in the glory. That's your resting place. <laughs> You're the temple now. Okay. God is trying to say, I'm coming to my, I'm not coming to the temple, I'm coming to my resting place. Man, come on, y'all. Go, go to 2 Corinthians, or Chronicles, excuse me. Go to 2 Chronicles. He is not resting in some of us. Mm -mm. He is not resting in us. There's no way. Not the way we act and treat each other. You're still alive. Go to 2 Chronicles, man of God, 641. Second Chronicles chapter 6 at verse 41. So now arise, mm -hmm. O Lord God. And come into your resting place, you and the ark of your strength and power. Wow. 
Let your priests, O God, be clothed with salvation. Mm. And let your saints, your zealous ones, rejoice in good and in your goodness. <laughs> now that is the resting place. Arise, O God. Oh, my goodness. Go to Psalms 132 and 8. Glory to God. Psalm 132 at verse 8. Arise, O Lord, to your resting place. Here we go again. You and the ark, the symbol of your strength. By God. Don't you know that you are that temple now? The ark of the covenant is in you now. Solidified by the blood of the lamb. I'm just saying, do you know who you are? See, we, we, we come to church and we're not excited about the scriptures. We got to get excited about somebody telling you, you this, that, blah, all this, instead of the word of God, what it's saying right now. He's aligning us to his pattern for his presence. That's how you get his presence. A lot of the stuff going on in church, that ain't the presence of God. I tried to show you earlier how the church is already infiltrated by other spirits. Ain't no way. You could be a believer. Ain't no way you could be about life. And you side with a party that is destroying. That's why he's called the destroyer. Moloch is the destroyer. We're feeling. We're feeling. We're feeling. See, we forget the patterns of God. It, imagine the men of God, Solomon, and what he was doing. They sacrificed their children to these gods. Oh, wait, I'm just saying, let me ask you a question. You got 700 wives, and their god is Mullik, Milcom. Where did their wives get them babies from? You don't want to go there, do you? And it was abominable in the sight of God. You mean his women, his wives didn't have babies? They just showed up at the festival? They turned his heart. Isn't that what the world does? When your children go to college, ain't that what happened? It's a spirit there, and it turns you. Them. So we got people in church being turned. See, nobody wants to go there for real. They'll go to college, you'll raise them right. And when they get to college, because now they're free. Now, because if they haven't had the right doctrine, indoctrinated into their spirit, easy for you to change. Easy. This is the same spirit. I'm just saying, a thousand women fortified this man's mind, turned him away from his God. God spoke to him twice. Oh, Jesus, my God. Seeing the works of his father. See, but this is why you have to be careful. He said, you, you're not to mingle with them, marry them. They would have to be where you are. Other than that, they're going to turn you. This is why you got a lot of women who are saved and their husband not, and they, they're still halfway in between. 
It's a spirit. But the Bible said, if you follow my pattern and sell out to me, the sanctified woman will sanctify the man. And the sanctified man will sanctify the woman if you follow my pattern. So somewhere in there, you ain't following the pattern. I was subject to that, my own self. Told, told teacher I would never come to church. <laughs> Hello. I would never come to church. <sighs> but the sanctification, first of all, of Christ. The, then the sanctification of her. Oh, it's a perfect pattern. Oh, it will work. My goodness. It won't good enough to just dwell with her. <laughs> it ain't good enough just to dwell. Okay. Woo! My goodness, I had to embrace. Watch this. Her God. Y'all ain't get. I had to follow her God. When I followed her God, I found my purpose. When I followed my purpose, I found the sheep that God had for me. It's the women. If he followed you, he'd be with you. If he followed you, he'd be with you. Because the Bible says that they turned his heart. The women did. And their God. Who is your God? You can't, you can't, you can't go against the pattern and what God has already established. <laughs> She'll turn you away, won't she? See, we're trying to circumvent the pattern that's already been there, laid out for you. You better get right. Oh, teacher. And dealing with God, with man. God is a God, watch this, of systems. God is a God of systems. Pattern. He's, he's a God of that. When you study scripture, God does not do anything the same way twice. When he does a thing once, he creates a pattern around it. He only does it once. When God made man, Adam, and God brought Eve out of Adam and created a system of fertility called reproduction. Did it once. This is the pattern. Listen, he did it once. He did it in plants. Photosynthesis, how, reproduction. He did it once. He did it with animals. He did it once. That's the pattern. Mm -mm -mm. And you can't. This is how he came. This is how you came up with all of the Nephilim tribe. Nowhere did he tell the angels to lay with the wind the daughters of men. Nowhere. This is, this is, we don't even want, I can't, how can I tell you of spiritual things? When God creates something, he creates it one time and creates a pattern after that. When he brought Eve in out of Adam, he created a system of fertility. 
called reproduction. This is why all of the gods, all of the gods are fertility gods. Because they want to bring forth life. This is why they all are fertility. Break, break them down. But I can't, I can't even go there with you right now with the male and female counterparts. Mm, mm, mm. Watch this, teacher. He created a system, a pattern called fertility, or, uh, and which is reproduction in both plants, animals, and now become the authorized pattern for fertility. That is now the authorized pattern for fertility. This is what God sanctioned and authorized how life is brought forth. Okay? Even a murderer can have a child. Mm. Even an unbeliever can reproduce a child. Even an atheist cursing God can still bring forth a child. Because it's the pattern that God said how life comes to be. There's a pattern for that, right? The first time God breathed upon man, he never had to do it again. For him to become a living nephesh soul. He did it once. My God. Woo! Jesus, my goodness. He breathed on him one more time. Teacher, he breathed on, not in. He breathed on him. When man received the Holy Spirit. Oh, see, you'll miss that little bit. He breathed on him then. But he breathed into Adam. Mm, Jesus, my God. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. My goodness. This system is called respiration. That system now is called respiration. You can perform it on an animal. Mm -hmm. You can perform it on an animal, respiration. Yeah. Plenty of people have done that. If you're interested in being alive, then you will have, <laughs> you will take advantage of this provision, y'all. And continue to breathe. That is the pattern. Okay. Every result that we desire in the kingdom has a spiritual pattern that is built around it. Every y'all hear that? Every result that you desire in the kingdom has a spiritual pattern that is built around it. Listen to this. Please understand that many times our desires for an encounter with God is not necessarily to provide results. It is supposed to be for our spiritual growth. See, you have to understand encounters because sometimes we are making a mistake. We think in encounters with God is the secret to everything. Watch this. 
Jesus, my God. Woo. We meet with God. Watch this, preacher. Did y'all understand what I just said? We think that the encounter is the key to everything. Watch this. So we meet with God. And we still are poor. We meet with God. And we are still broken. Broke or broken. We meet with God and are still miserable. Have you met a miserable saint? Mm-hmm. Meeting with God is not the key. Because you ain't changed. We don't have powerful moves of God in here. Both of them went down, came back up exactly the same. And we know that it's, matter of fact, his presence is here right now. Where two or three are gathered, there you go. He's here. I told you. That doesn't change people. Wow, okay. Watch this pattern for your life. Joshua 1.8. Go to Joshua 1.8, Amplified. I want, I want the presence of God and, and it won't be the same. You're still the same. You got up the same way you went down. You ready? Yes, sir. Let's go. Joshua chapter 1 at verse 8. This is a pattern for your life. The scripture reads, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. That's a pattern for your life. That is a pattern for your life. You should never get fired from your job unless there's another one that's promoting you to another place. If you would do that, that is a pattern for your life. Go to Deuteronomy 28, 1. 1 and 2. This is good word. The word. Deuteronomy chapter 28 at verse 1. The scripture reads, If you will listen diligently, to the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do all his commandments, which I command you this day. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Verse 2. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you heed the voice of the Lord your God. If you heed the voice of your God. You have to decide who's your God. Mm. This is just so elementary. But why are the simple things the hardest? This is just too much. This is very important. There are principles that have been allocated that if the saints would follow at the back end of those principles of God, listen, his power and his integrity are upon it. 
So if he said that right there, it is true. Oh, teacher, I'm just, I'm just saying. I just said, if you follow the principles, at the back end of those principles are God's own power and his integrity. There is a spiritual pattern allocated for the blessings and health, listen, and wealth of the believer in Christ. I'm going to say it again. There is a spiritual pattern allocated for the blessings and wealth of the believer. I don't need no prophecy. That ain't even true prophecy anyway. Watch this, teach. There is a spiritual pattern allocated to make marriages work. They are requirements and provision that God gives a man and a woman. And with, listen, and within the confines of that boundary, he ensures, based on his integrity of his word, that if you follow them diligently, that home will become a heaven. Yes, he does. Not you, but on his. That's all I'm saying. My God. Woo, Jesus, my goodness. Did y'all hear that again? Do y'all mean move on or y'all want to hear that one more time? Okay, I'm going to say it again. There are, for the people in the back, all right, all right. Maybe they might be shouting, you know, wherever they are right now. Listen, there is a spiritual pattern allocated to make marriages work. <laughs> you can stop right there. I said spiritual allocations to make marriages work. There is a requirement and provision, <laughs> requirement and permission, provision. That God gives a man and gives a woman. And within the confines of those boundaries, stay in the boundaries of that. You can't bring in another woman. You can't bring in another man. Within the boundaries. And if you're watching porn, you're bringing in another woman. Mm -mm -mm. He says, <laughs> if you, <laughs> if he gives that provision for a man and a woman, Within the confines of those boundaries, he ensures, based on his integrity of his word. Mm -mm -mm. And, and if you follow it diligently, that home will become a heaven. Y'all, I need y'all to understand this. I need y'all, I wish, I wish we had the marriage retreat here right now. I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to move on. Let me get to my next pair right here. Okay, hold on. All right. Okay, hold on. There you go. Yeah, I'm telling you. Y'all can put this on rewind, go back and back and forth and listen to it. Woo! I need y'all to understand it. But what happens is, is we bring in, a, here we go, teacher. We bring in a, in a marriage. We bring in another woman. Excuse me. And listen, then it could be another man. It's not the man. I'm talking about a man and a man. It's a spirit. 
And this job is to do the same thing that that woman did. It's a spirit. That's outside of the confines of the boundaries that God integrity of his word is. But I'm going to get to restoration on that in a minute. If I can get to that. Ah, goodness. Ooh. There are spiritual patterns allocated for which an ordinary person can rise to become a global influencer. Mm-mm. This is no, this is not guesswork. I'm just, I'm trying to tell y'all right now. See, this is, this, see, this is what I see going on with you. And aim too. And the ministry. Watch this. There is a spiritual pattern. Why would God have us talking about this now? There's a spiritual pattern allocated. Listen, which an ordinary person can rise to a global, can be a global influence. Who says it has to stay in the confines of Virginia Beach? I, I talked to you. I said, you need to have first client need to be overseas. That's where you should be looking. Where's my first client overseas? See, that's why I try to expand you, but the people ain't ready. Follow the pattern. Did I, did I not? I sure did. Mm-mm-mm. Woo! Now listen to this. It happened in the scripture. Jehoshua was a king at eight. Yoshia was a king, excuse me, Yoshia was a king at eight, and Jehoshua was a king at, at seven. Huh? And, and listen, and, and Jehoshua, he, he reigned for 40 years. Seven years old over a nation. We ain't ready. You can find that in 2 Kings 12, 1 and 2. There are many people who become, listen, uh, champions in their generation that follow these patterns. He said, if you meditate on the way, he said, you'll make your own way. If you keep his precept, you'll make your own way. It, it ain't the credit bureau for you. That's not it. You, because you're in my word, it'll make your own way. See, we just live by that. Constraints, constraints. Let won't let God do what He need to do. Look at this. Listen. Now, every prayer request that is made, ninety percent of the requests are not just need. Listen, it's not just in need of the face of God. I'm gonna say that again. Over ninety percent of the prayer requests are not just in need of the face of God. They're in need of an understanding of the patterns allocated for the results. That's what is needed. Jesus said, pray like this. He didn't say pray that prayer. He said, pray like this in this manner. (laughs) Jesus, my God. Look at this, teacher. Watch this. Watch this. When it was, when it has to do with kingdom wealth, uh, listen closely, Hal. When it has to do with kingdom wealth and prosperity, 
There is a pattern that must be understood. God's allocation to make it make this happen. Watch this. Most of the believers are not diligent enough to study the whole counsel of God's word. Watch this concerning that matter. Listen to me. I'm going to say it again. Maybe y'all didn't get it. All right. There is, I need y'all to hear this, there is a way to do or to have kingdom wealth and prosperity. There is a pattern that we must, uh, that must be understood or we must have an understanding of God's allocation. Watch this. To make this happen. Most of us or most of the believers, you know, are not diligent enough, teacher, to study the whole counsel of God concerning that particular matter. We study half of it. And now we have a half truth. Mm -hmm. Not the complete full truth. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Here's an example of this kind of imbalance is in the subject of prosperity. Preachers have studied half of the truth. Businessmen have studied half of the truth. Prophets have studied half of the truth. So now, when everyone comes together and with their own dimension and revelation and claim that this is the whole council, so there are all kinds of Financial, um, um, when you have an oscillation, like an oscillation, uh, oscillating fan, so that fan turns back and forth, right? So now you got all these different kind of oscillations of what wealth is and what prosperity is. Up and down, up and round. Read this. Uh, meditate on this. Listen to this. The whole counsel of God. Watch this. This is the whole counsel of God that reveals the stability of his blessing. That's what you have to have. You have to have the whole counsel of God to reveal the stability of the blessing. So we got partial. And everybody, like I said, is oscillating, going back and forth. You do this. You read this. You watch this. You do this. And that's not how God said do it. Right? He didn't tell you to read any other books. He didn't tell you to read any other uh, financial books. He said if you study this book of the law, So now you're, you're, you're trying to duplicate a pattern after what this person did. Not having the life of that person. The Bible says if I would do that in Joshua. See, there's no room for the supernatural. Okay. Maybe this is boring to y'all. I don't know. Okay. This is what he said to do. So even if it's great to accumulate, you know, and see someone else experience and knowledge, but that's not the key. The key is Joshua and Deuteronomy. The pattern is that. In the kingdom, you, you have to decide, are you in the kingdom? I'm trying to help us right here. So, so it's going back and forth. Read, read this like I told you. Meditate on this. Listen to this. It is the whole counsel of God that reveals the stability 
of the blessing. From Genesis to Revelation. Mm, you're missing it, teacher. To truly understand the truth about prosperity. Amen. You need Genesis to Revelation to understand prosperity. To understand wealth. You need the whole counsel of the word of God. See, we got people building. Um, there's no way that there is the gospel of prosperity. And you build your whole ministry on giving. And the people are suffering. Nobody's delivered. Demons are running all over the church. Then this is why he said, be careful of the spirits that you allow in with the multiple wives. But use that as spirits. And then it, it also said about the gold and silver. You have to be careful. God don't mind you living in luxury. But what happens is when you do, you forget God. You forget the need of others. This is why it's, 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 it's that uh, money that is not evil. It's what you do with it. You can't do with it what's not in your heart. It only reveals who you are. If you're a giver, you're going to give. Ain't that right, Minister Sam? See, he's a giver. But the enemy came for his heart first. So Pastor had to go in and cut that off, making sure that he will understand why he's giving. My giving is not based on your giving. My giving is based on my heart to give to God. Mm, Jesus, my God. Here we go. Again, it's the whole counsel of God that reveals the stability of his blessings. Not only his blessings, star, but transgenerational. All right. There is a, listen, there is a pattern that is responsible for long life. There is a pattern that, listen, for longevity. It's not that you just open up the word and study one verse and say, uh, in Jesus' name, long life. But that's what we do. That's not what it's saying. In Jesus' name, long life. I got one scripture. See, you will have to. You <laughs> Watch this. You have to explore, teacher. The whole counsel of God concerning that matter. There are over a hundred scriptures alone that speaks on long life. Before you have a revelation of what that is. Now, when you have studied that out, now you're able in position because you have followed the pattern. Because with that long life, there's all kind of things that are happening as far as where you eat, who you eat with. See, all of these things are scriptures, all scripture about long life, longevity. See, we missed this out. There is a counsel of God and the pattern allocated for restoration. In the Bible, things can be restored. Time can be restored. There is a pattern of restoration. Oh, okay. 
Go to Jer- go to go quickly. Go to Jer- uh, Jeremiah 30, 17. I, I had a whole nother piece in that, but I ain't gonna be able to do it. I I feel I feel it. I feel it coming. Okay, thank you. Go to Jeremiah quickly. Jeremiah 30, 17. I'm just not gonna be able to do it. Jeremiah chapter 30 at verse 17. The scripture reads, For I will restore health to you, mm. and I will heal your wounds, uh-huh. says the Lord, Jeez. because they have called you an outcast, mm. saying, This is Zion whom no one seeks after mm. and for whom no one cares. Oh, Jesus, my God. He said, I will restore your health. See, I need your sister to grab that scripture right there. See? Look up all the healing chapters, verses, everything about it. And then once you got that all in your spirit, now when you speak and pray, Jesus, y'all not ready for this. Woo. Go to Joel 2. All of them. In that right T. Go to Joel 2, 25 and 26. Quickly, quickly. We're moving through this thing. (laughs) Joel chapter 2 at verse 25. The scripture reads, And I will restore or replace for you the years that the locust has eaten, the hopping locust, the stripping locust, and the crawling locust, my great army which I sent among you. Verse 26. Mm. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. Oh, who? Why won't we stick to the patterns of God? I teach it. I want to know. Why won't we stick to the patterns of God? Why don't we stick to the patterns of God? He already said he wanted to be the resting place in you. Oh, my God. But you got to follow the patterns. Jesus, my God. Teacher. Watch this. You can have a person. With many setbacks in their life. And now they're 40 years old. And the achievements that they should have had when they were in their 20s. They still don't have. But there is a provision in the economy of God. Where in one year, God can take 20 years. Waste, 20 years of waste and put all of those, listen, and put (laughs) and pull all of those things that you never gotten and give it to that person in one year. Uh -uh. Say restoration. I'm going to need y'all say restoration. I'm going to need y'all say restoration. I'm going to need y'all to type in restoration. I'm going to need y'all to type in restoration. See, all the things. And achievements in that 20 years that you are supposed to obtain. This is why that scripture says, I will restore all the things that were eaten away, devoured. And he said, I can restore that. I can restore time. I told you, a dying man on his bed ain't looking for real estate. He's looking for time. And he said, I can restore all of that to you. If you would follow my patterns. Jesus, my God. Woo. 
See, it's not enough to know the possibilities. You must know the pathways that make it or that make that experience. You need to know that. God is able, but you don't know that. He's able, but you haven't experienced that. The scripture says, I will restore the years. I will restore the years. My God. You can never believe. Hold on. You can, watch this, teacher. You can believe it, but never have those years restored. That's what we do with that right here. If I had kept on my own mission, I would have never, I would have never, teacher, been able to restore the friendship that I have now with Fred. Y'all don't understand this. For 10 years, I was, I was angry and bitter. God restored all that with love, passion. Y'all don't even get it. Mm-mm. Watch this. You can believe it, but never have those years restored. But you will get someone who is ready, teacher, to see things really work in their lives. You'll get some, you'll get that one person, right? They will start doing exactly. Y'all listen closely. They will start doing. Exactly what they are being taught at WM Ministries. Putting this and putting that in the right places. That's what you do. And they're right. Y'all listen to this. They begin to follow the pattern of what they are hearing for their whole life. Step by step, teacher. Watch this. And engaging the word. And in one year, all kind of things are coming to them. <laughs> Jesus. They should have gotten, listen, all kind of things are coming to them that they should, that, that shouldn't even show up, teacher, for five years from now. They, because they're following the pattern of instruction and putting things in their life right and not doing it and going step by step of what AIM 2 is telling them. And now things start coming into their lives that shouldn't be there but for, listen, five years away. It's showing up now. Watch this, watch this. Husbands are showing up. Wives are showing up. Children are showing up. Houses are showing up. Business are showing up. Wisdom is showing up. All because they were following the pattern. You know what happened? God will do this, minister. He will compress time for you. That is what he does with restoration. And when he restores, he's compressing time. All that you lost and it was stolen from you, right? And taken from you. Listen, he compressed that time of the 20 years of loss into that one year. And everything shows up in that one year. Good God Almighty. 
Woo, teacher, watch this. We were never to live by miracles. Miracles are there to bring you back to a mindset of faith in God. Mm-mm-mm. To follow him. I got a two-part on miracles. I'm just giving you the first one right now. Watch this, teacher. We were never designed to live by miracles. Miracles are there to bring you back to a mindset of faith in God. To follow him, to follow his paths. Miracles come to restore your faith. Oh, my goodness. Woo! Things will show up in a quicker time frame. Watch this. Have you ever seen someone, and, then, and watch this, this is another one that's good. Have you ever seen someone, and I've and been looking at someone, and, um, and you probably say, I'd like to hire them. Or for some reason, you just want to bless them. It could be a stranger, too. Watch this. Or that person, you just like, that person just crossed my mind. That's not true. No, it didn't. It didn't happen that way. You didn't just want to bless them. You didn't just want to give them something or hire them. You didn't just want to do that. It don't work like that. Because it's God that puts that memory of that person in your heart. It's God that puts that memory of you in that heart. Mm-mm. People don't want to remember you like that. This world is too wicked for a single individual to isolate and bless you and to be blessed. It takes God to bring that. This is the book of remembrance. See, God don't forget nothing. It's not a book of remembrance. For, it's a recording of you. It's not enough to know what God can do, teacher. I hear you. I'm in to go. It's not enough that It's not enough to know what God can do. It's important for you to know how he does it, though. It's important for you to know how he does it. It's not just important to know how God can do it, but it's important for you to know how he does it. You must understand spiritual patterns. Almost finished. This is one I'm going to end right here. Can I end right here? Can I end right here? You must understand the spiritual patterns. Listen, I'm ending right here. I promise you. How does God lift? How does God bless? We must know his patterns. How does God restore? How does God accept? How does God exempt? How does God promote? How does God, listen, um, preserve? There has to be a pattern. And I got two scriptures, but I can't go into it right now. The teacher told me I got to stop. But I'm just saying, y'all, it's so easy. She said I can come back next week on it, but I want to start something new next week. But anyway, I'll finish up and then start the new thing next week. Amen. Oh, there's a pattern to how he does this thing. Y'all need to listen to that. It's a way that he lifts. It's a way that he blesses. It's a way that he restores. It's a way that he accepts, exempts. It's a way that he promotes. It's a way that he, you know, preserves. There's a pattern how God does what he does. He only does it once. 
Amen. All right, teacher is standing up. Everybody, she's standing up. I guess it's time for me to go. Shabbat shalom.